BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host Sif from the lifestyle blog, Icy and Glitter. If you're into fitness or love following fitness influencers on Instagram, you're probably already familiar with today's guest, the lovely Danielle Peaser. Danielle is a professional dancer and personal trainer turned fitness influencer. She's also the founder of the Danielle Peaser Method, which is a workout program grounded in dance, more specifically on training routines of dancers. Her workouts are fun, quick, and absolutely grueling. What I love about Danielle is her balanced approach to life and fitness. Yes, she's a trainer, but no, she will never tell people to overly restrict how they eat or give tips on how to quickly lose weight. Instead, her method is realistic and she encourages people to love their body. My kind of girl. I'm so excited about our conversation and I hope you enjoy it. If you do like today's show, don't forget to rate and review it. It takes about a minute of your time, but really helps us grow. So with that, let's welcome Danielle Peaser to the Dream Bigger podcast. Okay, so Danielle, tell me your background. When did you start dancing? So I went to my first ballet class when I was two. What? Yeah, I was a like tiny, your tiny. Whole life. Yeah, yeah, like literally my whole life. When I say to people, like, all I've ever known is dancing. Yeah. Like, it really is all I've ever known. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how much of, like, ballet movements I was doing it too. Yeah. But I was obviously in the studio, running about, doing my thing. Um, because my older sister used to go dancing as well. So I think my mum thought, great, like, childcare, let's send them both there. <laughs> strategic so strategic um and I just did a load of different hobbies growing up through school I played the piano I played the flute I did karate gymnastics like if there was an extracurricular activity I was doing it um, but dancing was the thing that just stuck so I did ballet tap modern and I then I started to do competitions at the weekend got a really great group of friends and I just loved it like I was that girl that any chance could wear a hair in a bun and wear a tutu skirt like that was me to every party I went to. I just loved it so much, yeah, I really did. And then it was only when I got to maybe, I would say like 13, 14, that I realized it could be a career, like it was a genuine profession. Mm -hmm. Um, And after that, I kind of thought, well, where do I wanna go in terms of which avenue of dance? And I was always just the girl that was really good at ballet. Ballet was my thing. I just it just worked well with my body, and I don't know. It just made sense to me. 
Um, so then I went to a full-time ballet college from 16 to 18. Wow. Yeah, like full-time. I, we did five and a half days a week from 8.30 to 6.30. And then on a Saturday, 8.30 to 2.30, just ballet. So like point work, you know, partner work with boys. Um, we learn pieces from Swan Lake or Romeo and Juliet. Like it was just ballet. And I, I adored it so much. Um, and literally that is basically where my kind of career started to take shape I guess that's insane so you basically learned to dance as you learned to walk literally yeah yeah. that's wild so then from ballet school how did you start um, pursuing dance in a professional capacity so the plan was to join a ballet company but um to keep a really long story short I got an injury which prevented that and I was faced at 18 with a decision of leaving ballet college and maybe going either back to do A-levels or to go to uni or whatever, um, or to pursue dance, but down one of those different avenues. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I knew someone who was slightly older than me dancing for a really popular boy band. And I was like, that looks kind of fun. I sat with my mum and dad in a restaurant, and I said, mum, dad, I know, obviously, I've been through this injury. Ballet probably isn't going to happen for me. I'm going to be a backing dancer for pop stars instead. And their faces were like, <laughs> hang on a second, you've just been doing ballet Swan Lake for like the Swan last Lake. 20 years. What do you mean? And I was like, I want to give it a go. Yeah. And I mean, it's only now that my dad said, after we left, he turned to my mum and said, I give it six months, She'll, she w- would have given up. And I didn't. I retrained myself. I went to Pineapple Dance Studios in Covent Garden in central London. And I learned the styles that I had to learn. 18 months later, I booked my first, like, backing dancing job. And then after that, it literally just kind of snowballed. And then it was my full-time job for nearly 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. In 18 months, you went from, like, Swan Lake to... To, like, giving it, like, yeah, Missy Elliott style, like, full, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is wild. So obviously, like that whole thing really worked out because you were a dancer at like music awards, you know, like X Factor. So like how how like what did that time in your life look like? Looking back, it was so fun. I mean, at the time there were stresses and long days. My body would hurt, you know, all of those things that you can imagine. Um, But I got to live out something that I'd always wanted to do, which I feel very blessed Um, because not that many people do get the opportunity. I think nowadays, maybe more so, but I think within the last, you know, five years, that's only really massively shifted. And I think with the likes of social media, people can turn their passion into a career. Yeah. But prior to that, I don't think many people did that. You kind of went to school, you went to university, you started in something and then you got a job in that. And it just happened to be something that, yeah, you enjoyed and you were quite good at. But, you know, if you had a real passion for like, knitting you probably weren't going to go into that you probably (laughs) would have to get like a a normal job as people like as I say that in air quotes you know um so I the whole time I felt so lucky to be able to do that for a job but um there were definitely some it I think it definitely built my character up a lot because as much as you know we talk about all the great things yeah the music awards and x factor and this there was also a lot of reje- rejection in of that. Course, so of course. So character yeah. building in your early 20s and going through things like that, I think now I'm so grateful that I went through that then because it's definitely helped me later on in life. So Yeah, I think like 
people don't realize the amount of rejection that people in these sorts of industries go through. Like I was just speaking to um, an actress a couple of days ago and she was saying the same thing. She's like, you know, you see people in these like breakout roles and you don't realize the number of times that they've been like said no to. Yeah, definitely. And it's, honestly, it does build your character. I think it brings about a lot of confidence and yeah, it's necessary. You have to be told no. You know, oh my to, God. Like, appreciate the yeses. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, definitely do. And it's easy to look at someone and say, oh, but look, it all worked out for them. Look, they're the lead in a movie or they're dancing for the biggest artists. Yeah, but like, please know that, that you're just seeing their highlights. Yeah, There were absolutely. a lot of tears, a lot of, you know, heartache, a lot of disappointment and rejection in the lead up to that, which, yeah, does make it so much more enjoyable when you yeah. are successful. But it doesn't mean that it, that was any easier to go yeah. through. Oh, absolutely. So how do you go from there? Because you were you were doing that for about 10 years. How did you go about from there to launching your own, like, your own workout program? Yeah. So there was, like, a definite crossover. My social media had already started to build up, I would say, maybe four years. So wait, interrupting. When did you decide to launch social media? Like, when? where did that come in? And, like, why? So I joined Instagram in 2010. So that was quite early on, I think. Yeah, early adopter, very early. Yeah, I was was one of the first ones. That's wild. Um, I mean, now I'm really late. Like, I haven't got that whole TikTok thing. I'm not not there yet. (laughs) But yeah, with Instagram, I I launched it quite early on. And um, my audience just responded well to what I was posting. Right. And this was before I it was even thought of to be a career. Yeah. Like it yeah. was purely a social media app. Just fun. Pure fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I decided that I wanted to kind of think about moving on to the next thing after dancing, I realized I had this audience there that actually the opportunities had started to come in. Um, I didn't have anything super huge, but I'd done a few odd little like Instagram jobs and things like that. Right. Yeah. And so I'd already done like a few of those sort of jobs and things. And um then after that, obviously, the deal started to get a little bit bigger and a little bit more intense. Um, and the scale of it was just, I guess I just kind of stepped up a level. Um, and I wouldn't have had any time to still be dancing. Right. Like social media was then taking up pretty much all of my time. I knew that I had to completely focus on that if I wanted to make that a thing and make it work. Right. Um, and so then, yeah, I kind of made a conscious effort to not do any more dance jobs and I w- it was hard because I was still actually being a- asked if I wanted to do them right and I had to actually just say no no like I- I've kind of moved on to the next thing um yeah and then I just kind of social media started for me I was posting just about what I did and what I enjoyed then I realized that people really enjoyed me as a dancer but it wasn't necessarily accessible or I don't know, to to a wider audience in the way that I maybe wanted it to. And that was when I thought, well, fitness needs to come into this and play a part. Because, like I said earlier, yes, you see me dancing behind whoever and you see all these, you know, amazing things. But, like, the training Mm -hmm. that goes into that. Like I said, I started dancing at two. Yeah, of course. I was basically training my body from two, like conditioning it, from two up until my 20s when I then was a full-time professional dancer. Um, And I realized maybe there was something in that of being able to capture the training element of it and being able to kind of package that up and give that to someone who maybe doesn't want to be a professional dancer, maybe doesn't even want to dance at all, but they like the discipline and they like the routine 
and, and the other benefits that come from it and also just a style of working out that maybe is a bit more fun and a bit more accessible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, it's like one of those things that like it offers people the option as opposed to just having to run. Yeah. You know, so it's it's nice that something is out there and like, so why don't you go ahead and tell everyone about the Danielle Pizer method? Okay, so it is split into three different sections. You've got your sweat, your style, and your sculpt, which to me are three key elements in being a, not a successful dancer, but in being a, a well-trained all-round dancer. Yeah. The sweat element, obviously, is kind of self-explanatory. You need that cardio, you need that stamina. You know, I would do tours with, that'd be two hours long. I'd have 15 costume changes. <sighs> yeah, I had 15 costume changes, and there were only 19 numbers in the whole of the tour, and I'd have 15 costume changes. My jaw is literally on the ground. So how do you even change so quickly? Right. Sometimes we had like 45 seconds to do a full outfit and shoe change. And it was like, like you don't have time. People think you come off stage, you sit down, you have a little sip of water. <laughs> it's like someone's <laughs> giving you a straw whilst you're actually taking clothes off and putting new clothes on whilst being really sweaty. <laughs> you know, like, like typing clothes is hard enough as it is. <laughs> like then put sweat into the equation. So that cardio having that stamina is so so important as an answer um the style element is obviously self-explanatory you have to have a certain level of style um whatever it is and then the sculpt is all part of the toning you know we need strength like you know two hour long show 15 costume changes your muscles they you need to know that they're going to work for you like under all of that pressure so the the daniel pisa method was basically created around those three key elements and um, the exercise and the workouts that I do will fit into one of those three categories. Sometimes they might even cross over. Right. Um, and I just wanted to create basically videos that were online, accessible, free for people to do, which is why everything on my website or everything on my YouTube, um, obviously YouTube is always going to be free. Everything on my website at the minute is completely free of charge. It's there for people to try, to see what they enjoy. Um, most of the workouts are quite short because I want people to be able to take them as bite-sized bits, put them together and almost create their own workout. Yeah. There are no 45, 50-minute workouts on there because it's also not how I enjoy training Like in a long period of time. I like to break it up and go, right, I've got my ab section, then I'll do my bum section, then I'll do a quick cardio blast followed by another bum section, another cardio blast. Like, it's how yeah. I like to, yeah. to like train myself. Bar. It's basically like a salad bar. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good way of describing it. Yeah. It's, it's I'm going to use that from now it. on. Yeah. Do it. You're branding. <laughs> yeah. And then um, that is that is basically in a nutshell, a three-minute nutshell, yeah. what um, the Daniel Pisa method is. So what are the workouts like in, in the sweat style and sculpt sections? So the sweat, you can definitely guarantee, obviously, to work up a sweat. Um cardio um lots of kind of more jump style movements whether that be jumping jacks or high knees um and then if you that and style have quite a close correlation right. because a lot of the style elements as well the dance moves they do involve usually some sort of jump or bounce so that's kind of where those two kind of merge together yeah i guess um there are some that are purely sweat and it, there's no real style to it it's like we're going to do jumping jacks for like 30 seconds and mm. then we're going to move on to mountain climbers. And, you know, so you do have some that aren't really stylized at all. But those two, I would say, probably work the best together. And then the sculpt is there's barely, you know, any cardio element at all in that. It's that's when you feel the burn, you know, that muscle burn. The best. Right. That's so, yes, yeah, sculpt is when you want to feel that. 
Got it. And what are sculpt workouts like? So sculpt workouts would be things like planks, um, squats, squat pulses, um, a lot of isometric holds. We do use resistance bands um, and we do use weights, but like light weights. Mm -hmm. So not ones that you'd be using in like a weightlifting class. Like I usually tell my clients to go for a really light weight, even like a two kilo. Well, you're doing it for a long time, I imagine, right? And so So. you work like those real intrinsic, like deep down muscles. Because again, as a dancer for my specific physique, um, I was always trained in a way to keep my muscles lean and long. Mm -hmm. That's just how obviously going through ballet training, you can imagine that's the style of training that that I was kind of brought up with. Um, So now that is reflected in my workouts, it's not my aim to change the way you look or make your muscles lean along but it just so happens that the exercises that I have got within my workouts are good at achieving that or maintaining that right you know so if someone wants like I guess a more um disciplined approach as opposed to a salad bar approach like is can they like is there something that you like do you provide that as well um so I mean like like more a guide where like you tell them like oh today do this 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 workout and then like tomorrow it's this 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 workout so actually funnily enough earlier on um this year back in July I released a fitness calendar right and it literally had it was the month on a sheet and it said on say Monday you're gonna do a bum and a cardio workout you then go to my website everything is obviously categorized you click on the bum tab and there would be say 10 to 12 bum videos you pick one you do it a lot of the videos they say for you to repeat like three to four times and then you'll go to the cardio and you'll do the same thing there and I had that for every single day of July I gave people two rest days a week so every Wednesday and Sunday was a rest day um and they had that there in case they needed to follow it and throughout the month they would have covered all of the body areas hopefully covered all of the videos that are there on offer and I actually did that free of charge back in July and it went down really well. I had about 5,000 people doing it. Wow. Yeah. So, so how could, if I, I want to go sign up for it, how do I do it? So I'm potentially going to be doing another one in 2020. Do it. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Yeah. So there will be an option for the free of charge one, as always. But there will also be an option um, of one that does have new content. Because all of the content at the minute, you can get it on my website or YouTube for free. Right. So there was no way I was going to ever charge people for that. Of course, yeah. But now I'm in the process of planning, filming content that is specifically for paying customers. um, And it will take into account things that they have said they wanted. So each month I will look at what people are asking for, look at the sort of thing they want and kind of film accordingly. So you do feel so it's a little bit more personalized to you if you've recommended or you've you've requested, sorry, I, I really want to target a little more of like the hamstrings. I'll go away and be like, right, this is this is what she wants, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Right. Um, and that is potentially something that's coming in twenty twenty. That's so, so exciting. Yeah. And how long are typically each of these workouts? So at the minute, most of the workouts probably range between three to six minutes. Right. But like I said, well, like you said, salad bar approach. Yeah. It's like pick three to four. Yeah. Um, and in like I said, a lot of the videos, although the actual video is only three minutes, I do at the end of it say now go and do it all again right right I'm just there's no point me doing it in the whole workout you know like I'll just do it once and then you know what to do um so you can make up a good 30 to 40 minute workout but I love that because you can even just do it on the go which is I think just so important that like you're just not there and like you're taking an hour and a half out of your day yeah you know with a big old setup and you need to get this you need to get that equipment no everything you can do 
literally in the space that is that you're in. Yeah. You don't need a lot. You don't even need a mat. Mm-hmm. You can lay a towel down if you want, or just do it on the floor. Like it's. I just want it to be so accessible for people. Yeah, which is I think like where things are going. So honestly, it's like a good way to get started, especially right now during the holidays. I feel yeah. like everyone's traveling. Like yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, literally, it's like the perfect time. You know, even if you just like you said want to do just one video. Yeah. But just because for you, like you know, you might not build up a massive sweat from doing that, but. Oh, I just want to do like four or five minutes of like some butt workouts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. I'm going to just pick a video and just do it. And, it, you know, it, like we, we kind of spoke about this before we started recording, like mentally, it that's your thing. You've done that for the day and yeah. you're like, cool, okay, let me carry on with, with my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're a certified personal trainer as well as a dancer. And so you obviously have experience training women. So I was wondering, like, what are some big mistakes you see women making when it comes to health and wellness? focusing on the wrong type of goals I would say is like the number one thing that I notice that people come to me for and they will say things they'll either contact me or I'll see them in person and they will say things like I really want to fit into a dress size whatever and I'm like okay no or I really want to look like Gigi Hadid. First Ooh, of all, who doesn't? Yeah, right? but, but it's not possible for everyone. Yeah. You know I mean, there's everyone's built so differently. Yeah, or I've had, I'm going on holiday in four days. How can I lose however many pounds? Oh my gosh. Like, cut off your arm. If you want to lose weight that quickly, you need to literally lose a limb. <laughs> like, you literally need to cut off a limb. <laughs> you know? And the thing is, as crazy as that is me saying that, that's how crazy it is for people to say, I want to lose that much in four days. Like, it's the same level of craziness, people. Like, yeah, you can't. That's why, like, these, like, juice cleanses and stuff oh come in, God. and it's like, they think it's an easy fix, and, and it's the not. And the the skinny, and oh, the tall. Oh, don't get me started. Right? Awful, awful, awful. Yeah. And then, um, so I would say they are the things I see the most, kind of the most common, like, errors from my point of view when it comes to wanting to take care of like your health and wellness and even that word like wellness or well-being it's about being well if you are trying to lose that much weight in that short amount of time that is not healthy or doing yourself any sort of justice yeah. that is the opposite of well-being mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's so anti-well-being like you, you can't even explain it I mean we were talking about this a little bit before the interview but I feel like uh, the the mindset around like exercise needs to change like mm all over everywhere with people because thinking that you're doing it to look a certain way or like to achieve like a goal that is often quite unattainable I mean I think that it needs to shift because you have to think of like okay like how will I feel the healthiest like how can my body be the most functional like what can I do for my mental health you know like I feel like that is where the focus should go so 100% because you know, I think you could probably speak to people that have been on these big transformations. Now, I've never had a huge transformation. And I've always said this throughout my workouts and throughout my whole kind of fitness journey. I look like this genetically. I am quite slim. I've always been quite slender. Um, so this is kind of how I've always looked. So if you're doing my workouts to try and look like me, it's the wrong thing to do because you're not going to look like me. What you need to focus on is your own mental well-being and if you speak to people that have gone through these huge transformations they actually find okay they wanted to lose however much weight they did it 
And then actually they still felt like shit because actually they realized the goal wasn't to lose the weight. What they were searching for is actual happiness from within and feeling that feeling of contentment. And just losing weight is not going to make you feel like that. No, never. never. So, you know, maybe I'm not the best person to speak to because like I said, I haven't been through a huge transformation. But for those people that have, they will literally say, doesn't actually well the thing is like if you do go for a trend sorry if you do experience a quote-unquote transformation and it's almost like a byproduct of you know you wanting to do good for your body i think that's amazing yeah i don't think that there's anything wrong in wanting to get healthy but if your goal is like let me lose seven pounds and like i will do anything under the sun then like you know it it comes from a different place almost you know and it's like it's no longer like okay like let me do what feels good for my body like it's almost like torture yeah you know it's like it's it's a chore and it's kind of like you're in some sort of like boot camp army regimented style routine how are you gonna enjoy it yeah and i think like workouts should be enjoyable oh right? my god 100 like, because if you're not enjoying it like your body will not respond in the way you want it to no. like for me personally i know that my body does not enjoy spin classes it just doesn't so interesting i could go to boom cycle soul cycle any of the cycles i could go to any of them right my body i like the music i've had great teachers my body does not enjoy that way of working yeah. out. Oh yeah. So I very I've never I've never ever walked out of a class and felt as I've benefited from it. Yes, my muscles have, have hurt or I felt them working, but actually I've thought I've just wasted like especially in London like 20 to 30 pounds on a class whereas actually I would have rather had gone to like a boxing class. Yes. I know you're a huge fan of boxing yeah. as well. And potentially burned more calories and worked out more kind of worked my body more because I'm enjoying it so I'm putting more effort into it that's the thing if you don't enjoy it if you don't enjoy something you don't put effort into it it's like kids at school if they don't enjoy it they don't put any effort into it they get into trouble they're not very good at school it's exactly the same in adult life with working out if you don't enjoy it you're not really going to be putting the effort in or it's going to really be like such a struggle for you to put the effort in yeah absolutely. and your body is not your body is going babe i don't i don't like this can we, <laughs> can we not do this can we do something else like i'll still work for you i'll you know i'll still sweat whatever but I just in a different way in a different way yeah and like i think that a lot of people go into specific workouts and they're like i'm gonna do this because it burns x number of calories like i think it's such a terrible approach because just do the thing that you enjoy yeah and then you'll automatically want to do it i think your body will work in your favor as well and like i don't know i just think things fall into place a lot more and you you stop hating it yeah (laughs) like it's very it really is very simple but i i i get why a lot of people don't necessarily get that yet or they follow the trends of like oh this is the class to do yeah so I'm gonna do it yeah you go to it you hate it and you're like but this is the thing that I should do Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna do it it's like no you don't have to yeah like you have no one holding a gun to your head you do not have to do that absolutely so your method is it good for beginners would you say yeah I always try to create a variety of different videos and especially on the website they're always labeled beginner intermediate or advanced oh that's so helpful yeah so you know I would always say to someone obviously start with the beginner ones um and also if you are a beginner it's even more important to start with a video that you enjoy if you're like oh I know I should do ab work but I'm a beginner and I just really don't want to then do not start with ab work don't start with it 
wait, maybe try one of the dance ones just to get your body moving a little bit. And then after that, be like, okay, do you know what? I Really what I wanted to do was ab work. So let me now kind of maybe move on to that. Like, love that. Sometimes you have to ease yourself into things. Totally. Um, but as long as you are still getting that enjoyment out of it, then that's really what matters. If you feel like you're having to force yourself to do it, don't bother. Like, please go and find other workouts that you enjoy. Yeah. Obviously, I hope that people enjoy mine and the response I get from it is really positive. But I also... I'm not naive to the fact they're not going to be for everyone. Of course, yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's so smart that you're vocal about that because you could very easily be like, mine is the best, you know? But like, yeah, life just doesn't work like that. No, it's, yeah. no, it's not a one-size-fits-all, one-method-fits-all sort of thing. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, I, I love that it's like, sort of like built for beginners, intermediate, advanced, and I think yeah. it makes the whole thing like very accessible, which is awesome. Yeah, and hopefully keeps people motivated as well. If they are a beginner, they're like, oh, I'm, I want to work so that I can then maybe try the intermediate. Yeah. And then I want to try the advanced. And yeah. then those that are doing the advanced, they'll still get very tired doing them because I still get like so tired when I'm filming them. So it's like, I, now I need to make sure that I can do the advanced and not get so tired like work there's always something of course you always improve yeah always there's a way to improve always so I think it's awesome so what is a day in the life for you in terms of food and workout like how often are you working out like you know I, I want to know all the details so at the start of 2019 I set myself the goal of exercising three times a week okay that's it I think a lot of people have this misconception about me that I'm up at like 5am training every single day and doing like four workouts a day I'm definitely not I definitely have hungover Sundays just like everyone else <laughs> right like I definitely have those days and so I set the, the goal of three times a week and we've touched on it a little bit that actually is more for my mental health right than for anything else I know that I need to exercise I need to release whatever endorphins I release when I exercise I need to do that three times a week in order just to keep my brain ticking over in the way that I function best. So say it's on a day where I am doing a workout, I always try to wake up and be up and active by 9am. I think the perks of being freelance and self-employed means I don't have to be in an office Mm -hmm. at certain times. So I do have the element of freedom. I work from home a lot. So I'll be up and active by 9am, yet I'm not good if I work out in the morning. Really? So, yeah. So interesting. And again, different for everyone. Yeah. People ask me when's the best time of day to work out. It's whenever your body Whenever it is good. for you. Yeah. For me, I am best from, I would say like 1 p.m. till 6. That's my window of working out. Like any time during that time. And like I said, I know I've got the freedom because I am self-employed. Right, right. So I can go then. But, you know, like people could do like a 5 p.m. class or they could do a class in their lunch break. You know, like at 1 p.m. Um, so that's the best time for me when I work out. Um, but that is actually mainly because my brain is better creatively and like if I'm on my laptop in the evening. So I usually am up till quite late on my laptop and people could see it as I've taken those hours out of the day to do my workout and then I kind of replace the laptop hours right. in the evening, if that makes right. sense. No, it does, absolutely. Um, so I don't have that standard, like you, I work from nine till five and then I do my class after it's like no I have to do it the way my body and my brain needs to right right otherwise I'll just drive myself crazy Mm -hmm. so um and then food will obviously kind of fit around that I'm not a massive breakfast person same I I don't I never eat it (laughs) I'm really not like I'm kind of well mainly because in the morning I'm like I grab and go or you know like I'll get a coffee I'll take my reusable cup make coffee or get coffee from the coffee shop put it in there and then I've got that on my way with me um some mornings I won't 
get time to have breakfast but then I'll have like an earlier lunch or I'll, I'll make sure I'll make up for it but I don't I don't count calories I don't do the macro thing so what do you usually eat for lunch like some examples so lunch I I really enjoy salad I, I enjoy quite healthy foods this yeah, is the thing like I enjoy salads wraps um like if I'm on the go yeah I'll pick up a wrap from like Pret or somewhere um or tossed do great salads and things like that oh I'll, I'll grab something What's in, like, when, when you're making a salad, what's your favorite salad to make at home? So, I would probably have some iceberg lettuce. I'd probably put some spinach in there as well. Maybe a bit of celery, avocado, cucumber, I'm a big fan of. Um, maybe some, like, bell peppers, because I like them. They've got a good crunch to them. Yummy. Um, and then maybe some, like, grilled prawns. Or maybe some, I sometimes buy, like... Um, like pre-cooked chicken mm-hmm. and I'll like shred it and then mix it with some light mayo and some sweet corn so I kind of got myself like a chicken, chicken sweet salad, corn yeah. salad yeah um, I don't eat red meat and I don't eat pork so I kind of that that will never come into play um, I'm not huge on the whole like grains thing I think it's because maybe I'm just not experienced enough in terms of cooking with them or, or knowing what to do with them um, I do quite like uh, vegetable couscous so I'll like that's really simple to, to add onto a salad I prefer couscous to quinoa even though I know quinoa is better for you I think is it I don't really I think know. like nutritionally it's technically a bit better for you yeah. but again food is there to be enjoyed yeah, it's totally. not like I'm sitting here saying every day for lunch I have a deep fried Mars bar you <laughs> know like, imagine? Like, like couscous you know like we can let couscous slide of course yeah so um yeah so th- I would say that would be like a typical lunch or something like that but in a wrap yeah so like a, a chicken salad wrap or something right. along those lines yeah um, and then for dinner, it literally is anything I fancy. So it would c- could be like a vegetarian spaghetti and meatballs. Um, I do eat quite a bit of fish. I'm trying to cut down on chicken um, just for environment and just for myself. But fish, I still do eat quite a lot of. But I try to vary the type of fish that I eat. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't really have a lot of dairy. Like I, I don't drink dairy milk. I'm not a massive cheese person, um, but I will basically in the evening try and have something balanced, maybe salmon fillet with a bit of asmati rice and some broccoli or like a, a well-rounded, yeah, like yeah. if I have a salad for lunch, I'm not having a salad for dinner. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm out at a lunch meeting and I have a big lunch, I'll have a salad for dinner. Like it, it just, just because my stomach just physically can't take that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, hungover Sundays, absolutely, probably a takeaway pizza. Yeah, it's uh, it's got to be done. Yeah, it's got to be done. You got to live, you yeah. know. So I think it's yeah, it's like a balanced approach is the right way to go because yes. it's a lifestyle and it's not this like weird diet that Strict. you're doing and oh. it's like just not it's just not nice. Yeah. Um. So with the holidays right around the corner, yeah. lots of people are obviously traveling. And so how do you stay fit when you're traveling? Like, do you just do your own videos or like how do you usually do this? Yeah, I tend to find that the gyms in the hotels that I stay at are never that great. And I actually don't need a gym to exercise. Because like I said, all of my workouts, you literally don't need any space. So, I mean, I won't necessarily go and watch my videos because I kind yeah, <laughs> of yeah, yeah. know what they are. But um, yeah, I think especially with like, I'm jet lagged as well. It's the best way for me to cure jet lag to either like, if I'm up, I wake later than I should be, we'll do a workout because that's going to tire me out. If I'm up early, make the most of those few extra hours, right. do something. Um, so I just try and fit it in, but I'm not really strict. If I'm on a trip and the trip is really busy and I don't have those spare hours, 
then I won't. And, you know, for a few days, okay, I won't. And I'll come back and I'll, I'll make it up in another way. Or if I'm away, I'm usually walking quite a lot. Yeah. You know, when you visit like yes. a new city, yeah. you, oh, you oh walk around. So, so actually, much. I'm getting more steps in a way than I would do if I were in London. Yeah. Oh, totally. So it kind of balances out sometimes as well. Yeah, absolutely. So again, like holiday time, people are drinking. Yes. Um, do you have any tips for alcohol? Like, do you have any favorite cocktails? Like what you do? So it's like, I don't know, like not over the top every night when you're yeah. going out for the holiday parties and stuff. I mean, personally, I'm not a huge drinker. Mm-hmm. I actually only really started drinking alcohol when I was about 25, 25. So I kind of miss that whole like teenage drinking time where you maybe have way too many it's all very the embarrassing stories. I, I'd like to think I missed most of that, um, and now I'm quite fussy with my drinks. So like I'm a, I'm a sucker for rosé, so rosé wine is like is my thing. Right. Um, so I'll I'll have a few glasses of rosé, and in terms of spirits, I'm a gin girl. So I have like a gin cocktail, but I I do not do shots. If we're out and you buy me a shot, you have wasted your money. There is nothing that will make me do a shot. Because I know it's going to tip me over the edge and I'm going to feel horrendous for it the next day. So I think it's just about having like at least like that tiny little angel on your shoulder. Even if the devil on the other shoulder is a lot bigger saying, (laughs) do it, do it. Having that just tiny thought of being like, really is like, am I going to gain from this? not worth it. It's not worth it in terms of you still got to get home, hun. You need to get into that Uber and pray to god that you do not throw up in it you need to get home you want to take your makeup off no one wants to wake up with their makeup on and you don't want to feel like complete crap the next day like even just if it's just for those reasons right um like not even taking into account the any of the oh alcohol is gonna make me put on weight any of that but no that like you're not that yeah just for you as a human no one wants to feel like crap totally so i kind of just always have that in my head yeah just be like being conscious yeah so if like obviously around this time of year people are going out to eat a lot there's like a lot of parties so how do you recover from a super indulgent night so if i mean if it if it's food like related and i've eaten like all of like you know the cheese fondue on all of the yeah like especially this time of year like all the food is so rich rich. i'm like there's just so much of it um so if i feel a little bit like groggy or like just heavy heavy, like the next day like the cheese you ate you know yeah (laughs) then I will go and push for an extra workout just because it will just make me feel better and again not going back to it will kind of get rid of that it will just make me feel better or even go for a walk outside the fresh air things like that make like sometimes you just want to stay in bed or on your sofa and I get that but sometimes the fresh air can do you a world of good um and if it is in terms of if I've maybe drunk a little too much, before I go to bed, I will make sure that I've drunk like at least two glasses of water. And I'll have a glass of water there. But if I wake up in the night, or if not in the morning, I'll like just water. It's, it's the only way through. And I know it sounds really, really obvious, but a lot of people will literally roll into bed, out of the taxi, into bed. Oof. And they really are paying for it the next day. So just trying to like get one step ahead, I think, and just being aware if you've got a heavy night out, maybe make sure the next night isn't so heavy. Yeah. Just because you'll be knackered as well. Like, how do you do it? Yeah, I don't know. I can't do that constant partying around Christmas. No, I just, (laughs) 
and like get I'm me like, into bed. Yeah, I'm like one night a week max, guys. Like this is all I can handle. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay, so changing subject. Yes. Your hair always looks amazing, okay? Like Thank I you. follow you obviously on Instagram and I'm just like you work out <laughs> and your hair I, and I lot. just uh, like how? how I need to know all the details. Yeah, I do get this a lot. So being mixed race, my hair is quite dry. Right. Which I think works in my favor because the sweat doesn't really make it stick or doesn't yeah. make it like flat. Right. However, I have found a few products. Yes. Give us the details. <laughs> Living Proof do this. They do two really good products I would highly recommend. And they are not and do not pay me to say this, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Just. So the dry shampoo. Interesting. Okay. It's amazing. It okay. And they do this thing called a full, what is it? Dry volume blast spray. Mm. And that basically, it when you spray it, you feel like you're just spraying air. And you're like, have I just paid £12 for a can of air? <laughs> but you tip your head over, you spray it quite near the root and kind of a little bit in the ends as well. Lift back up and you've just got like a slight lift to your hair. Which if you've got really kind of voluminous hair anyway, then maybe it won't be good for you. But especially for after a workout, when people's hair does get, tend yeah, to get a little bit flat... <sighs> And especially, obviously, if I've tied my hair back and then I let it out, yeah, it is definitely flat around, like, my scalp. Yeah. So this, like, full dry volume blast spray comes in, like, a pale grey bottle. Um, I just find it puts the air back into my hair without meaning to rhyme there. Um, <laughs> and it just gives it that little lift. Yeah. I also love any sort of hair oil or, like, mm. serum. Mm-hmm. So Galan actually do one that is, is actually multi-purpose because it's meant, I think, for your face. Oh. It's the Abbe Royale um like oil right and i discovered it from using it on my face mixing it with either a tinted moisturizer or a foundation but then they told me that you can use it on cuticles and you can use it in your hair and it it's an oil but it's not like an oily oil yeah it's not, so it's not really sticky and greasy right. yeah but it just like for the ends of my hair because like i said i've got dry hair yeah for the ends of my hair it just kind of gives that sleekness to the ends if the, if i've done a bit much and they're kind of a little bit wiry and all over the place so I would say they are like my three products that I would l- like love to use. If I don't have the access to like a heat tool and I can tong it all and make it all look really yeah. pretty. Um, I would say those three, the dry shampoo, the full dry volume blast and the hair oil are the things that, that are like after a class or a workout. If I need to look fresh, if I've got to go straight from there to a meeting, just give me those three and I can, I can work my magic. Okay, I need to try like both the Living Proof products. Living Proof just as a whole amazing wait can i tell you i just got their mousse okay the color the the purple one no oh. it's like it's literally okay it's gonna change your life it's like incredible so i have this flat hair issue okay, okay. and so I really was like, I, yeah yeah but i'm i use the mousse oh, this is why your hair looks great <laughs> thank you so i like literally got it because you guys don't have sephora here which i think I is know. just so strange but we just had like a sephora sale um like everywhere else yeah. i guess <laughs> And I got their mousse. Man, I'm like, I'm going to put it in the show notes and I'm going to text you. Oh my God, please. It is incredible. Like you just put it in your hair when it's wet and it's just this like, it it gives you so much volume and it lasts. Okay. Yeah. I need that. So do you just blow dry your hair? 
Well, last night I didn't blow dry, but usually now I've started. My hairdresser okay. was like, if you want volume, you have to blow dry. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fine. So, so much effort, isn't so it? Effort. I know. But like, I think it's just one of those things. Like, and so this is my New Year's resolution, by the way, to okay. start blow drying my hair every time I wash it. Okay, but you've got like a cute chic bob. Like I've got a lot of hair. Like that's a lot to blow dry. But the mousse I'm going to try, definitely. Oh yeah, it's like the volume. But like you have a lot of volume in your hair and I notice you always have it which is why I was like what is your secret honestly living proof it. oh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna buy the, basically should have bought the whole range yeah you really should do <laughs> Live, I, I honestly I swear by living proof now I think they're so good they're amazing really really amazing this is like living proof isn't even a sponsor and I know we are, like we spent the last five minutes if, if they want to <laughs> after this send us loads of products they're welcome to can you imagine uh, <laughs> okay so last question I love asking people if they have morning routines do you have one I guess so, yeah. I never think about it as a morning routine, but yeah. Um, so I, again, a new thing for 2019, which I haven't always stuck to this year. I cannot look, I don't allow myself to look at Instagram until I'm up, showered and clothed. I do not scroll in bed Love when that. I first wake up. Because honestly, I used to do that and an hour would go by. And because like I said earlier, I don't have an office to get to. Yeah, An hour would go by, it's 10 a.m. and I'm like, so all I know is what 20 other people have done this morning <laughs> and I've done nothing. So that is probably like my one, my first rule of my morning routine. After that, um, I, I used to make hot water, lemon and honey, but it started to affect the sensitivity in my teeth, even if I drink it with a straw. So now I maybe have that just a couple of times a week. Um, and other than that, I won't have a tea or a coffee until after the shower again. So because I've got a bathroom in my room, I'll literally get up and probably go straight into the bathroom. Right. Do my thing, wash, cleanse, tone, shower, all of that, dressed, and then after that will come like tea, coffee. If I have time for a little light snack breakfast, I will, but like like I said earlier, I'm not a huge breakfast girl. Yeah. Um, and then I've got my whole dressing room set up where kind of I've got my makeup stand there and I, I've got the bits that I need right there and a little coaster for my coffee cup. So I would say that's kind of like a morning, standard morning for me. But the big thing for me is not being on my phone too much as soon as I wake up. It's important. I feel like it's like a, also like a thing. I don't know. For me, I'm I'm like a sponge. So if I'm seeing what other people are doing, I feel like it almost affects my creative yeah. ability. So I can't expose myself to that like immediately First, upon opening my eyes. Yeah, you know? I it's just, need just to give it a not good while. for you to wake up and see. Even if I feel as though I've woken up quite early that day yeah I see someone was up an hour before me I'm like oh, I failed <laughs> like you haven't just yeah. give yourself a chance yeah it's true it's true also Don't get off your phone yes. like, oh my gosh first yeah. thing in the morning it's like I feel like everyone should be doing this yeah. just like don't don't do it for it's not in the worth morning. it it's guys just, it's just not worth it's it not. amazing thank you so much Danielle tell everyone where they can find you before we wrap okay so Instagram and Twitter I'm at Danielle Pisa mm-hmm my, if you search Daniel Pisa on YouTube, you'll find all of my workouts. Or alternatively, my website is www.danielpisa.com and I've got all of my workouts there. I've got quite a few recipes there as well, easy recipes because I'm not a good cook. Um, and a little bit on like beauty and wellness as well. So Love that's kind of me. Thank Amazing. you for having me. Thank it's been you. so fun. Yeah, so fun. <laughs>